Remember, this program is evangelistic in nature. It's designed to answer some of those questions that you have, and I'm talking about Bible questions that perhaps might be on your mind for quite a while. And as we go through this series of lessons, you'll be able to see step by step how we could arrive to the conclusion of many things that the Word of God had already spoken. And so I want to encourage you to share this opportunity with others. Let them know that Church Media TT, the New Year Bible broadcast, is on. And we are talking about some very important things. You need to tune in. Tell your friends, especially those who believe in holding on to the old covenant and not actually seeing the new covenant for what it is, to, to look at Church Media TT, look at this program, and hear what is being said concerning the scriptures. All right? So, before we go further, let us go before Heavenly Father in prayer. Eternal God and righteous Father, the one who knows all, sees all, and understands all, we humbly bow before you, and we are thankful for this divine privilege given to us to come before you in prayer. Father, we pray that as we search, as we read, as we study your words, help us to understand, but also help us to rightly divide your word of truth, that all things that are being said and done will be found pleasing in your sight. We pray, Father, always that you would help those who are weak, that they will be made strong, those who are sick, that they will be made well, those who are discouraged, that they will be encouraged. And may we have a fruitful day and a fruitful week. And we pray, dear God, that you would also help us to be obedient to your will and to your purpose. All these things we pray and ask in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Our foundation verse has always been Romans 15 and verse number 4. You may not have heard me repeating that the last time, but you know the scripture says, Whatever things are written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That is what we believe in. The scriptures to give us that hope, to give us that understanding of why we need to continue believing in God and believing in His Son Jesus Christ. And so, as the series had begun under the subject, the two covenants, we are able to understand that there is an old covenant and there is a new covenant. And sometimes the people who, religious-minded people who look at the Bible, are still unable to distinguish what laws, what rules, what regulations, what commands we ought to follow today. 
And so if you hold on to the old covenant and its rules and principles and regulations and things that seem to give a direction that is not under the authority of Christ, then you have to question whether or not your worship to God is really in spirit and in truth. So, as we repeat the same question, is the law of God or the law of Moses the same? Is it different? In our last study, I wanted to share with you that the law consists of not only the Ten Commandments, but the statutes and the judgments and the testimonies of God. Hence the reason why you have the word law called Torah. Hence the reason why we talk about the word Pentateuch. Hence the reason why we said Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy are five books of the law. So some people might just look at the Ten Commandments and say that is the law. But in the scriptures, we're able to see what the law consists of. And so the law can be described in many terms. For example, in the book of Ezra, chapter number 7 and verse number 6, the scripture says Ezra went up from Babylon and he was a ready scribe uh, in the law of Moses. Get that. He was a ready scribe in the law of Moses which the Lord God of Israel had given. He said, I don't need to read anything else, but I'll just read it to find out. And the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord, his God, upon him. So we read just by these little excerpts that we can understand that Ezra was a ready scribe in the law of Moses. He was an expert in the law of Moses. Now the scripture could have said he was an expert in the law of God. But the reason why I said expert in the law of Moses is because it's one and the same. It's not different. Alright? If you look at um, verse 10 to verse number 14 in the book of Ezra. Verse 10 to verse number 14. Ezra had prepared in his heart to seek the law of the Lord. And to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Remember we looked at that earlier. Alright? So it is known as the law of Moses. It is known as the law of the Lord. In verse 11. Now this is the copy of the letter that the king Artaxerxes gave unto Ezra the priest. The scribe, even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord. And notice anytime the word Lord is spelled capital L-O-R-D. Jehovah. Jehovah, Jehovah. And it simply means that it is the one in whom is the God of all grace. So it carries the idea that it is his laws, it is his rules, it is his regulation, even though Moses had an opportunity to write down what was said. Exodus chapter 20, all the way to chapter 24, I mentioned in a previous lesson that Moses wrote down the judgments of God and the Ten Commandments, and he had it in a book of the covenant by which they were able to preserve throughout their biblical history. So moving from place to place, you would have the book of the covenant there, apart from the two tables of stone, the two tables of testimony that would be in the ark. That was not to be interfered with. That was not to be touched. All right? So therefore, the book of the covenant containing the statutes, the judgments, the testimonies, the Ten Commandments, is what Moses would have used to be able to teach, to be able to instruct, to be able to guide the children of Israel. Uh, so verse number 12, verse number 13 and 14 
of Ezra chapter number 7. It is known as the law of God. It is known, as I said, as the commandments of the Lord. It is known as the law of the Lord. All these terms are used to describe the law. Alright? All these terms are used. Um, even in verse number 26, or 25 and 26. And thou, Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God that is in thine heart, set magistrates and judges which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of thy God, and teach ye them that know them not. And whosoever will not do the law of the Lord and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily upon him, whether it be beyond to death or to the banishment or the confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. So there was the law of the land and you had the law of God, which is the same as the law of Moses. Those are the laws that they were guided by. Today, we have the constitution of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. We have the laws that we need to abide by and we have the law of God. Which law? The Old Testament law? Or the New Testament law. Well, in this period and this age that we're living in, we understand we are guided by the New Testament law. So let's ask ourselves the question. With all these different terms used in the scriptures, the law of God, the law of Moses, and there are many other passages I can relate to to help us to understand that. Here's the main question. Who are the ones God gave the Ten Commandments, the statutes, the judgment, the testimonies to? Who did he give it to? Alright, remember Deuteronomy chapter 5, from verse number 1, it is God who said, Moses called all Israel, and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep and do them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us who are all of us here alive this day. So who did God make this covenant with? As we learned in previous lessons, he made it with Israel. Who did God give his laws to? Israel. He gave Israel his laws. Alright? In uh, verse 22, these words, the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, out of the cloud, out of the thick darkness, and with great voice, and he added no more, and he wrote them, and he wrote them in two tables of stone, and delivered them to me. So it is clear to understand who are the ones who God gave the Ten Commandments, the statutes, and the judgments to. Alright? So here what happened later on. When Joshua took over the reins of Moses, Joshua did something that would have been able to continue to preserve what God had given to Moses and what Moses had written down. You know what Joshua did? If you look at Joshua chapter number 8 and verse number 30 to verse number 35, the reason why I'm reading is because I want us to follow the trail, follow the pattern. To see that when God gave his laws, there was a pattern by which the children of Israel had to follow and to keep from generation to generation. And there was nothing added to or taken away from. As God would have said even in the book of Deuteronomy, don't add or don't diminish anything from my word. As I gave it, 
so it must be obeyed. What did Joshua do in Joshua chapter 8, verse 30? Joshua built an altar unto the Lord, God of Israel, in Mount Ebal. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the Lord Moses, an altar of whole stones, over which no man had lifted up any iron, and they offered therefore burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. What did Joshua do? He wrote a copy of the law of Moses. Hmm. He did several other things coming down to verse number 33. And afterward, verse 34, he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings according to all that is written in the book of the law. And there was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel, with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. So Joshua made a copy of the law. Of Moses. Now, when we move out of the Mosaic age or period and you come into the time of the kings, there's a certain high priest, Hilkiah, the high priest. When they were searching for some divine law to uphold in a time in which it was needed to be said, Hilkiah, the high priest, used the same book of the law. To bring judgment or clarification among a, upon a particular matter. And so verse number 8, Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaper and the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaper and he read it. Which book is that? Is it the same book as the law of God? Is it the same book as the law of Moses? Yes. Because they are able now to use that same book of the covenant use that same book that was written with the laws of God to help them throughout their generations as a guide, as a means of instruction, as a means of informing the children of Israel through their seed line what God expects of them. And here what 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verse 14 and 15 says, and when they were brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaper and described, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaper. And the reason why I read it in Chronicles is because he said it was given by Moses. So Joshua wrote a copy. Hilkiah the priest found the same book. Ezra, the red scribe, he used the same law of Moses until he reached Malachi chapter 4. And verse number 4. What does Malachi chapter 4 verse number 4 says? The last book of the Old Testament records in Malachi chapter 4 verse number 4. If it was so important for the words to be uh, put big and bold for us to understand that this is what God meant, then he would have written this way. Remember ye the law of God or the law of the Lord thy God my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgment. But guess what? That's not what Malachi 4.4 says. Malachi 4.4 says, Remember ye the law of Moses. So the law of God, the law of Moses, the book of the covenant, hmm, the, the testimonies of God, all of these words 
are one and the same. All of these words are one and the same. And so, as we come to the end of the Old Testament, in looking at what God had said in the last book of Malachi, God was going to show in the New Testament that the transition continued. In other words, they kept the same law going into the new covenant so that men could realize today that the law of God and the law of Moses was always the same. There was no deviation, there's no difference. There was 400 years of silence between the old and the beginning of the new covenant. When God said nothing, when there was no prophecies, when there was no vision, and all that remained was the law of God coming into the Christian era or the Christian age. And so in our next study, we're going to look now at how the law of God found its place into the Christian age. What happened during that time and to see whether or not changes were made to that same law to bring us in a better position today. And upon reaching that, we'll always begin to realize that God's gospel, the gospel of truth, the word of God, was the plan that God always had in mind to bring to all of mankind today so that the same old covenant laws would reach its fulfillment whereby we can have the gospel proclaimed in the new covenant. So I'm, again, I'm excited. We are just dropping these things and we're going through the study together so you would not miss any one of these series because why? It's important for us to study the word of God together. So I'm looking forward to our next session. So I want to encourage you to subscribe, to press the notification bell, and just stay tuned always to the New York Bible Broadcast and Church Media TT. Alright? Stay safe and stay blessed. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. What the Bible tells me, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. That he died on Calvary, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. That he came to set me free in me. So I'm